Brisbane entrenched themselves as the second best side with a win in Sydney. Frio beat Geelong at GMHBA to make me feel really nice. And the Eagles might not win the flag. This is the Drew Footy Show. Hey, long road, took a tumble down this black hole. Stuck in Sunday League, but I'm on levels with Ronaldo. Hello, you vloggers, and welcome back today to another video on the Drew T channel. It's the Drew Footy Show. We're back to talk all things round seven. Jesse, hey. Fever. Hey, buddy. If you want to be involved in the show and ask questions and whatnot, make sure you go follow DrewFooty underscore on Instagram. We post stories on there. Click on the question box to be involved in the show. And Jesse, I set out a goal to hit 7,000 subscribers by the end of May. We're now in May, so we've got some ground to make up. We need about 150 of you to jump on board. 50% of the people still aren't subscribed, Jesse. It's a disgrace. If you enjoy these videos, make sure you click subscribe. It's free. Just click the red button. Anyway... Let's get on with the video. We're going to start it off with Bloke of the Week this week, Jesse. And we got a nomination. I actually didn't get the name of the person who nominated. So I'm sorry. But uh, he's nominated Kane Corns, who is good for a controversial comment here and there. And he said one earlier in the season, going after Jack Ginnivan, saying, don't be talking smack after games until you're actually a decent player. He's gone on to win the Anzac medal, and he's one of Collingwood's best players. So out of respect... I think, uh, I don't know if it was just out of respect or if they made a bet or whatever, but Kane Corns has dyed his hair white. Jesse, that's a big bloke move. Yeah, I gotta say, I kind of rate this from Kane Corns. He's not a likable character, and, and including by myself, but uh, I thought I thought this was a good banter, dyeing his hair blonde. He, he owned, um, I don't, wouldn't even say it was a mistake. I think he kind of had a point, even if it was a bit harsh in, on Ginevan. Uh, he was just a young player. Uh, but no, I thought, I thought it was all in the right humor. So yeah, big ups to Kane Corns. He ate his words, and for that, Kane Corns, you are the bloke of the week. Into the winners and losers we go, Jesse. And we're going to start off with the first game of the round, and with your losers, with your team, West Coast. Discuss, Jesse. Can this get any worse? Well, it was a debatable one for loser of the week. I thought we put up a good fight. <laughs> oh, no, we sucked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, unquestionably loser of the week. Uh, just for that uh, non-competitive performance for four quarters, uh, I still had faith and belief that we could improve, even after the annihilation of Port. I tipped us to beat Port. Uh, I didn't tip us against Richmond, but I, I thought, you know, we'd improve. But uh, it somehow has gotten worse three weeks in a row, <laughs> Jersey. So, uh, yeah, not really too much upside. I think we're looking at a pretty... Not a broken club, but a broken team at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see what they can do to sort of repair the damage. Tom Lynch literally could have kicked 10 goals. He missed some sitters from right in front. I know shoulda, woulda, coulda, but um, anyhow, could have kicked 10. Shai Bolton was looking like he was playing against a bunch of 12-year-olds. It looked like a scratch match. Literally looked like the preseason games when Jordan Clark was running off halfback unimpeded. There was no pressure at all from West Coast this whole game. And the Tigers brought the pressure for all four quarters. They didn't ease off either. 109 points is embarrassing, Jesse. Is this the worst loss ever for West Coast? It's up there. I, I remember we lost by 135 points at home to Geelong in 2008. Uh, so statistically, that would be our worst loss, uh, certainly at home. Um, we lost by like 160 to Essendon at Windy Hill. But I think if you look at the context, um, I don't remember the 1989 one, but 2008, we at least uh, had, you know, the, the excuse of a rebuilding club. And now we, well, you could say we're a rebuilding club, but it's more because we've been forced into it because for whatever reason, the players who are experienced and, you know, have been really good. I think we have 10 premiership players in that team that played on Friday night. Uh, it's up have there to with get worst the premiership loss. in there somehow, don't you, Jesse? Yeah. He just lost by 109 points. Yeah, I mean, I mean, think of the collective derby wins in that team. But anyway, um, 
Uh, no, no, but it's a serious point. Like the, that team should be playing a lot better than they, they have. And there were no under 21 year olds in that team, ironically, uh, despite you saying that they look like 12 year olds out there. No, no <laughs> under 21. So uh, it, it's, it doesn't get much worse than that. You've got Melbourne and Brisbane in your next two. So I, it could get a lot worse. You're just not biting back. There is no fight back. There's, it's like there's nothing to give at all. Like you're just waiting to get walked over every week like a carpet. Uh, we have a, a question here from Jordan Moritz 3, I think formerly known as Hamish. Uh, and he wants to know, how long will it take the Eagles to rebuild? That's a good question. Uh, if you look at it analytically, it's hard to make a case for it happening in the next five years, to be honest. In terms of like the list talent, I do think you can rebuild quicker these days because there's more avenues to get talent onto your list um, and players are more willing to swap clubs. So th- th- you can do it quicker. On the bright side... At the end of 2007, we literally had the ass pulled out of this club. Gross. <laughs> um, you know, with cousin Judd leaving, and then we had like no kids on the list at that point as well. And we made the top four three years later. So I, I back this club in to be. Um, they're a successful club. We've won a flag pretty much every rebuild we've ever done. So I have faith, but it's hard to make a case that it's going to be quick. So I'd probably say five years. Jesse, there's only one thing that's better than the Eagles losing, and that's the Dockers winning. And we went down to GMHBA on Saturday morning. The fixture directly after the Eagles losing, I was already on a high. My weekend was already fulfilled after West Coast getting pumped in that prime time slot. And we go down to Gardenia Park, the hardest ground in football, people say. And the, just off the bat, the Dockers are getting my winners off the week, Jesse. I don't know where DeLong are at. We'll talk about them soon. Many people, after I put out that TikTok saying, are the Dockers top four contenders? came at me saying we'd get exposed against Geelong. We won't stack up against the good sides. But it turns out we do. I think the Dockers, after this game, if you didn't believe us, we are genuine top four contenders. We're in that same sort of bracket as Sydney at the moment, I reckon. Put some respect on the Dockers' name if you haven't already. Jeremy Cameron, second in the Coleman, didn't kick a goal. We're very hard to penetrate. And I know you thought of a joke and your thoughts went that way. But um, no, it was a massive win down in Cadinia Park, considering we didn't have our Ruckman, one of the best Rucks in the competition. We didn't have Nathan Fife. We didn't have our key forward in that Taverner. We didn't have Heath Chapman or Hayden Young, our quarterback, gun uh, halfbacks who create a lot of run and are very important for our game style. I thought Geelong could have nabbed it at the end, but the Docker boys held on. And I think that's a good sign, just back to the point of all the players that we were missing, that our system genuinely does stack up. We're not worried about the personnel on the side. It's a very cliche thing that coaches say, that the next man up, play your role, but we're doing it greatly. Jesse, what do you make of my Freo Dockers? It is a massive win in the sense that, um, you know, the, the narrative was a little bit that you hadn't faced a really tough test yet. And I, I said that and I stand by that, but... Um, to, to actually getting a, a win at GMHBA Stadium is, a, is no easy feat. And yes, you probably can put a question mark on Geelong a little bit. I don't, I'm cautious to say that because it sounds like I'm just trying to take away from Fremantle and I'm definitely not. Um, so the, there is something going on there at Geelong. But that being said, I, you make a really good point with the fact that you had no Darcy and, and all those other players out, Tabiner as well, structurally. It's a sign of a really good team who can win games regardless of the missing key players. Anywhere, uh, anytime, baby. Yeah, that, that is a really, really good sign. So, um, yeah, no, it's all positive for Fremantle. We've got a couple questions on this game relating to the Dockers. Uh, Liam Chandles wants to know, how deep can Frio go in September? I reckon we're pushing that prelim spot at the moment, Jesse. Maybe not a win in the prelim, but based on form, 
I reckon we can we could potentially make a prelim, definitely a semi this year. Robert the Wit wants to know, are Frio in your top four power rankings yet? I, I still think Melbourne, Brisbane and Sydney for me, the top three. <laughs> For, uh, That's fine. I like since you know the since I did my power rankings, you've beaten Carlton, so you leapfrog them. You've beaten Geelong, you leapfrog them. Uh, the Bulldogs have been cagey, so I would say you were ahead of them as well. So that's three spots you've gone up from eighth. The only one is St Kilda, which is an iffy one because you've claimed a bigger scalp than them, but they beat you in Perth. So how do you marry that up? I'm not too sure. So if it's not fourth, it's fifth. Um, but you could certainly argue that they're fourth. So that's where about aside than St Kilda, I reckon like. That was our worst game that we've played all season ever since then. Like, if you're talking about form right now, for them to go over up into Cairns and all those crap conditions and lose that game, we will get onto that. But um, I reckon Dockers are in a better spot than the Saints are. And we beat Sydney last year. So I- I'm happy for us to go up against Sydney. I'm actually confident that we can win that game at Optus. So yeah, so with, the Sydney boys. With, with the power rankings, I think, at least in my view, you, I kind of weight it previous form as well. And that's why I'm reluctant to have Freeman or jump without it being proven. So that's, that's my angle, really. We're going to move on to my losers, Jesse. And I would have loved to give it to West Coast, but the, the Plonkers at home want a winner and loser from both of us. So I'm going to give it to St. Kilda, who had a very winnable game up in Cairns against Port Adelaide. They were in front for about three and a half quarters off this game, they kicked four goals and 18 points, Jesse. That is diabolical. That's a way to lose a game out of 22 scoring shots to kick four goals. Jack Higgins couldn't kick his way out of a bloody wet paper bag, or however the saying goes. Bloke genuinely doesn't know how to kick a set shot still. It's baffling. He kicks the ball too hard. He doesn't get his ball drop right at times. Um, and yeah, Port won this game. It's a bit of a hard one to read into just because of the relative humidity up in Cairns. It was 88% relative humidity. If you sweat, it's not leaving you. Um, it was a muddy affair, but St. Kilda, four big points dropped here, Jesse. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, Just leading on from that power ranking combo as well, with this game, I, I, don't, I don't really take too much out of it, to be honest. I think it was such a crap affair that it wasn't a great reflection of how good St. Kilda have been. Uh, they've been previously a very efficient team with their their forward entries, and in this game, they're anything but. So I, I I don't. It's a it's a loss in the sense that, or the losers in the sense that it was a pretty important four points. Uh, but for me, they don't drop too far in my rankings. Yeah. Uh, for Port, they've won two in a row, and Robert the Wits back with another question: Can Port make the eight after two in a row? They found a way to win two weeks in a row. Got the Bulldogs this week. I think they'll get pumped, but you never know in football. Could this revive their season? I th- I'd say they need to beat the Bulldogs this week. Uh, I'm not there yet. So, well, let's talk about our locks. So, Melbourne, Brisbane, uh, Sydney, Fremantle, St Kilda, Geelong. So, that's six teams we got locked. Uh, and then you've probably got a few teams like uh, Carlton, Hawthorne, the Bulldogs, uh, uh, fighting Richmond, for that eight spot. Richmond, yeah. I think Port Adelaide could could leapfrog those teams if but they just need they can't really afford too many more mistakes they put that themselves in that position so i'd say this is almost like a mini final for them this week so we've done your uh winners and losers we've done my losers so we'll go with my winners this week drews and i will nominate the brisbane lions who equally had a very significant victory up uh down eh, up there up here wait wait medium (laughs) (laughs) this is not the first time i've gone to water with geography on the spot Uh, somewhere in australia brisbane had a very significant victory uh by I think it was four goals in the uh, end over the Swans and it was 
pegged as a second versus third sort of affair. So uh, I think they've entrenched themselves in the top two in terms of, you know, overall rankings. And, and the, frankly, the football I saw them play, particularly in that second term, uh, was very, very impressive. They were very clean. So, um, yeah, my win is of the week other than Fremantle because I couldn't pick them. Uh, it would be Brisbane. When you play in Brisbane, it's like you're on Mount Everest, mate. No time to breathe. And if you do breathe, you better make sure that you're breathing properly because otherwise you'll get no breaths. I don't, this analogy doesn't make sense. Basically, whenever Sydney had the ball, they were closed down instantly by a Brisbane player. So there was no room for Sydney to not be clean at all. They'd get closed down straight away. And that forward line that the Brisbane Lions have, like, it's taken me a while to realize how deadly they actually are. Like, Rainer's having a great season. Bailey goes through there. Danaher went out with a shoulder injury. I'm not sure how that how bad that that is going to be. I'm stumbling on my words here. But um, Charlie Cameron, Mick Stay, you got so many guns in this forward line. As soon as it goes in there, they they're not flapping about. They're going to kick a goal every single time. That happened in that second quarter. They just ran away with it. And for Sydney to come back a bit in that second half as well, Buddy kicked four goals straight. I think he kicked five or six in that second half alone. Sort of in other games. Like, Sydney would have got the momentum swing and ran home with it. But the Brisbane boys just took the sting out of it. They just controlled the ball. And once they dictated the tempo, they could impose their game style. Very impressive win from the Brisbane boys. They're clearly going to be the biggest challenge to Melbourne this year. I did have a funny feeling Brisbane were going to win. I did tip them. And um, I feel like they're suited to the smaller ground. So I kind of feel like... Brisbane were more likely to win at the SCG, but at the Gabba, I felt like Sydney would have a bit more space to play their style. And I don't think Sydney are actually suited to their own home ground, which is strange. Uh, And the results would reflect that. Sydney beat them in the Gabba last year. Uh, It's just a theory I had, but I ended up getting proven right, so I'll take it. Geography analysis. (laughs) (laughs) North, no, wait, south. Ladies and gentlemen, will you get ready for the quickfire steamroll? Jesse, you have 30 seconds. I'll make it 33 just because we are on a bit of a delay over the phone, to answer as many questions as you can. Quick fire steamroll, ask a question, short and sharp, on the Drifty underscore Instagram, and you will be featured in the show. Jesse, are you ready? I guess, yes. Show some more enthusiasm. I'm <laughs> pumped. In three, two, one. Our West Coast worst team in the AFL. Yes. How angry is Jesse about the Eagle slump? 7 out of 10. Is Acres on the rise? Yes. Are Brisbane the clear number two team in the comp? Yes. Are Geelong overrated? No. They're not? Alright. Uh, who do who do you think Eagles can win against? Oh, it'll be a random one. Probably like Adelaide in Perth. Who do you think... Oh, that's a bit of a long one. Uh, do the Crows miss Paul Seisman? <laughs> yes. Is it, and that's it. <laughs> that okay. was such a weird one to end up. <laughs> the girls missed final season. All right, let me count those up. Seven. I think you got seven. All so right. it's one worse than last week. Why? Why did you? I think Geelong are overrated. I reckon they're straight up bullies. I actually, wait. I think I forgot to read a question out about that. I actually forgot to raise this question when we were talking about the Frio Geelong game. Jesse says they're not overrated. I think they are. Legendaries two K twenty two wants to know: Are they on the cusp of not making the top four? I, I don't think they will make the top four. And I think it's a bit of a, a bad sign when you're losing to these sides on the rise, like Sydney, like Frio, who are young developing sides. Hawthorne. The age profile that they have, like they should obviously they should be winning flags. They should have won a flag by now. But when you've got these sides on the up that are beating you, does that not make your trajectory 
negative. Yeah, so I'll answer your question with another question. Who exactly do you think is overriding Geelong? Because I don't think there's too much commentary about how well Geelong are going, to be honest. I think They're not going well. That's what I mean. So who's, who's how are they overrated? Because no one's talking about as a premiership contender. And I think it's fair to say they're probably going to make the final. So I think that's about right. That was my logic. But are they underrated? Are they rated? Uh, time I think will tell. Bullies. Time I think will they are tell. Straight up bullies. Like they smash North, they smash Essendon, but then yeah. Frio show them a bit of fight and they lose. Sydney show up and they lose. They scrape past Collingwood. They should have lost that game. And then Brisbane, I think if they run that back again, if that game goes for another 10 minutes, I reckon Brisbane win that. So Geelong, you are bullies. On to our other games, include Jesse. The Giants actually showed a little bit of fight for the first time in about a month. They got a win over Adelaide in Adelaide. I think that's pretty disappointing for Adelaide. I think they sort of let their guard down after that win against the Dogs. What do you reckon? Yeah, I agree. Funnily enough, in the same fixture last year, GWS annihilated them. So maybe they just love playing them at Adelaide Oval. Sometimes you get quirky little fixtures like that. Yeah, uh, yeah they they finally showed a bit of talent, GWS, which they seem to have heaps of, but they just are very selective when it comes out. So on, it is a positive. They're not bullies yet because they haven't done that all year. So uh, I'd say it's only a positive. And for Adelaide, you can write this one off, I think. Um, they're a young side who's... Uh, I don't like the term overachieved, but they've exceeded expectations. And if they're going to have a bad game, um, that's far more forgivable than, you know, what North and West Coast are uh, dishing up. It's good to see that the like players haven't given up on Leon Cameron yet. They're still fighting for the man. Melbourne, without five of their best 22, still beat Hawthorne at the G. 10 points off is the closest a team has got to Melbourne. Um, so we'll see if Dockers can knock them off their perch in a few weeks. I reckon we're the best team to do it. At the mo- like, we have the highest chance of beating Melbourne, other than Brisbane, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say reckon. earlier in the same video, you did say Brisbane. I think twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, free or Brisbane, those are the fixtures that Melbourne will be watching out for. I reckon. Colton pumped the ruse, Jesse, as they should. That's expected. Ooh, headline. The ruse suck. I I don't know. I don't know if this is a massive take, but the ruse <laughs> are worse than they they were last year. Like you look at their um points against from the last three years. And it's just got worse and worse and worse. I actually thought they'd have a decent season, but they're just garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're taking a bit of heat off them at the moment, but they're not much better than us. And we uh, we can't really blame any excuses, but um, it's the, still the fact that we're like similar part of the ladder and percentage and points <laughs> is like, that's telling. So yeah. North, depressing. Yeah. North of, um, North have been really poor. Is it a massive deal? I think, like I said, uh, they've yeah, probably got like more. How critical can you be of that? They're a young rebuilding side. I just think like they started to build a little bit last year and yeah. then the blocks are falling down again. Just yeah, like 100%. Just trying to walk. <laughs> I'd say let's look at the season as a whole at the end of the year and see if they improve because uh, it's not uncommon for young sides to get belted like this for a while. It's just about the response. that That's the part I'm interested in. Collingwood had a nice win over Gold Coast, Jesse. Um, they're building nicely. They're, they're going to be a, a threat for some sides. Uh, they score with ease. They've got guys like Ginevan who's having a good season. Mychek keeps doing what he's doing. Dacos doing well. Um, the only issue I have with them is sometimes they can sort of lose control of games, which every side does, like momentum swings and whatnot. But they'll let too many goals in. Like Gold Coast had parts in this game where they'd kick three or four goals and get themselves back into it. It's the only concern I have with Collingwood at the moment. Damage limitation when the game isn't on their terms. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, nailed it. I don't know if I have anything to add. Um, they have lost Grundy, so their ruck stocks have taken a hit. But I agree in terms of the game flow, uh, that has been a trend for them. Uh, obviously, the Geelong reigned in a six-goal deficit. Um, and Gold Coast genuinely did control large per- per- amounts of this game. Caught up massively. I think it was the third quarter. Uh, so that is something to consider, but it was probably also a spirited effort from Gold Coast at the same time. And lastly, Bulldogs versus Essendon. It was a nice win for the Bulldogs to get after that disappointing one against Adelaide. Just a nice little tune-up fight in terms of boxing. And if we're continuing with the boxing terms, Essendon are a boxer on the ropes, getting absolutely fed to the body, fed to the head. They're just not going down. They're just there getting absolutely pieced up. They just don't have footy fundamentals, Jesse. Like, they keep continually putting their teammates under pressure. They're not, like, making sure if their kicks, basic skill errors. They're dropping easy marks, just stuff like that. And Jake Stringer, I reckon he's one of the most selfish players in the AFL because there were so many times he had the ball inside 50 where he could have set up a teammate, and he didn't. He just tried to snap one from 45. Um, Yeah, nice win for the Dogs, but Essendon are very far from it at the moment. They're not playing as a team. They're not executing the fundamentals. It's no wonder they're in the place that they are in at the moment. They are stinking it up, Jesse. Yeah, I think the fact that they're only a five-point win over Adelaide off bottom of the ladder, below West Coast, below North (laughs) Melbourne, is telling for a side that made finals last year. So I don't think they've been anywhere near as bad as West Coast, just to to clarify that. Uh, But but it's obviously (laughs) just... far off, to be fair. No, nah, they'd slaughter us, but um, <laughs> but still, uh, the fact the, the being one in six, I think they are now. Um, that's a terrible position to be in. So uh, yeah, they, uh, they've had a couple of injuries, but you know, so so does every other team. So shout outs to the people that gave me hate for putting Essendon ninth. By the way, in my season <laughs> predictions. Jog on. My tips are going about as well as my last Tinder date, Jesse. Eighty sixth out of a hundred and seven in my competition. Let's have a look at who's at the top. It's Frio Memes. Still, he's nine tips ahead of me. Good on you. Good on your real car. You're killing it still. Port versus the Bulldogs. They're paying $1.90 a piece as it stands. I feel like the Bulldogs just actually have a game plan and Port Adelaide just are uh, running around like it's the bloody Wild West, mate. I'm going to tip the Bulldogs, but I actually hope Port win that. I'm going to tip the Bulldogs to win by 20, uh, 18 points, three goals. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Only because I don't know what to make of Port yet. Their two wins have been uh, against West Coast and it's hard to see exactly how good Port are from that performance. Uh, Obviously, it's an improvement. And then, yeah, a shit fest in Cairns. Had they beat them at Marvel Stadium when in dry conditions and it was a decent game, I'd be more confident. But I think you have to tip the Bulldogs. Uh, Freer versus North. Friday night footy. It's a party. Chalk up four for the Dockers there. Well, this is my upset of the round. (laughs) (laughs) Upset because you're going to see Freo win on a Friday night. Something your club can't do because you suck. (laughs) You're going to upset your jocks in a minute, bitch. (laughs) I might have to put that on TikTok, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Richmond versus Collingwood at the MCG. This will be a good one. Uh, I like Collingwood at the moment, though. And they're going in as underdogs. This is tough. Richmond have been pissing me off, in particular yeah. Friday night. But I, I didn't say this during the video. I thought Richmond played really, really well. So there was two elements to it where we suck, right? And everything was kind of going wrong. We were making a lot of mistakes. But everything Richmond touched turned to gold. And, and that wasn't just a lack of pressure. That was just genuine skill. They looked very, very good. 
And I don't know if, you know, even Melbourne on that night would have beaten us by 109 points. I think Richmond were fantastic, which makes me think they're going to be shit this week. (laughs) (laughs) So It's hard. So what do you do? I'm Tim Collingwood. I think I'm going to go Richmond. Sydney versus Gold Coast. This is usually an upset picture. Gold Coast a dual win. If you were a good tipper, you'd probably tip Gold Coast, but I'm going to tip Sydney because I think they play better football. Yeah, you'd be a brave tipper to tip Gold Coast. It's got to be Sydney, I think. GWS versus Geelong at Manuka. GWS could be bouncing back. I, I, uh, they haven't earned enough respect for me. Yeah. All right, Geelong will bounce back. Well, also. don't let me influence you, but I, I can't tip GWS in that game. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, Essendon versus Hawthorne. I reckon Hawthorne are going to teach Essendon a lesson in football fundamentals. I keep saying this every week, but I feel like Essendon has a random-ass win in there, like, waiting, you know? It's not going to be against Hawthorne. And they did beat them last year. Hawthorne are way better. That's, I'll tip Hawthorne, but... <laughs> but I feel like this is the sort of game Essendon would win but I feel like I've said that a few times this year so never mind <laughs> here's your real upset of the round Brisbane Lions yeah. versus West Coast at the Gabba yeah. a ground that you played terribly in the worst form in the Adam Simpson era against the side that is probably in the best form in the AFL yeah well, Jesus we, we actually Christ. played well against them last year when we were pretty shit as well uh, we still lost but um, yeah obviously a tip Brisbane but I, I, <laughs> I, I'll make a big call it won't be 100 points <laughs> Wow, might only be 93. Yeah, yeah. Anything under 100. Uh, Melbourne versus St. Kilda. This will be a good game, but Melbourne should win that. Yeah, upset potential on though. Upset potential. Yeah. Only only because the longer Melbourne keep winning, the more likely they are to lose a random one. But I'm obviously yeah. dipping Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> that obviously always comes in. Uh, um, I like devil's advocate. Carlton versus Adelaide at Marvel. You feel like Carlton will start getting a few more wins under their belt and they'll continue to do that against the Crows. I think this is closer than it looks. I think Carlton have been erratic. If if Adelaide hadn't just been annihilated at home, I'd probably actually tip them, which is me really put my balls on the line there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Might actually think about nah, maybe considering potentially I have, tipping them. Yeah, I don't have full confidence in Carlton at all, to be honest. I will tip them in this game, but... They're, they're on an edge for me. They're, they're looking dicey. Yeah. That's going to finish this episode of the Drew Footy Show. Episode 8, I think. Maybe 7. I don't know. We don't count the episodes. Thanks for coming on again, Jesse. I hope your team doesn't make you as sad as they did for the last three weeks. You don't mean that. They sure don't, buddy. <laughs> make sure you go follow up the Drew Footy underscore Instagram as well as the underscore Drewzy account and the Drew Footy official account. We'll see you next week. Take care, you plonkets. And the Eagles are going to win the flag.